I kind of want to give like, a message out to fathers and stuff like that. Or, like, young guys who like, really want to be like, in their kids' lives. Like, yeah, squatting 700 pounds is cool, but like, don't you want to be able to like, run around in the yard with your kid? Or do you want to sit in a chair and throw a ball and watch him bring it back? Granted, there are freaks of nature who could do that, squat 800 pounds, and still run a five-second 40, but not everybody is a genetic freak, and people need to know that. Sometimes people just need to realize it's not my day. Yeah, on my hustle, keeping it going. This what you need. Yes, indeed. This is coaching your coaching, hosted by Yash, the podcast, interviewing the elite high school, collegiate, and professional athletes, trainers, and doctors. Really, it's the dopest info that you need. This is coaching your coaching. Let's go. How do you see gym community in the East Coast? I know that here it's non existent, definitely. If people don't say hi to each other in the sidewalk, they're not saying hi to each other at the gym. Right. So, I don't know what it's like to be at a CrossFit gym. I do know that CrossFit gyms are very tight knit. Mm-hmm. Everybody might as well be married to each other. Yeah. Because they're so open and kind. And I guess I could speak from a powerlifting side where I could say this. And I'm probably going to get a lot of shit for this. Powerlifting gyms are very cult. Mm-hmm. Get little groups of people. They're doing the exact same thing, but if you're not doing a certain brand or doing a certain program, they don't like you. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, we're <laughs> literally doing the same thing. Uh-huh. Like, what is the problem? It's, I don't know. The, the way powerlifting ended up turning out to me in my mind and the way people made it seem, people made it seem like we're fighting. Uh-huh. If you want to fight, don't sign up to an MMA gym. You're just you're literally just lifting weights. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the powerlifting is cool. It's all it's really cool. Don't get me wrong. It's it's a really good yeah, you're getting really strong, but there's like no actual functional thing in this world that you need powerlifting for. Right. You could lift and do general fitness and still be able to do household things, but what does what can like what does powerlifting actually correlate to in the real world? Right. Nothing. Mm-hmm. And that was a hard pill for me to swallow, because when I was doing it, I thought it was everything. I was like, "Yeah, I'm a powerlifter. I'm the coolest person ever. Whatever you do is stupid." And I fell into that. I'm glad I got out of it because it just it was unhealthy to be like that. You get very one-sided. Any dude, when I met Kevin, I met Kevin a long time ago. Mm-hmm. A, a benefit thing, and I'm out here talking smack about the whole gym, and I didn't even know how nice of a guy Kevin was. I was just talking crap about him because they were cross, and that was it. <laughs> and that's what that's kind of like how that's kind of like how powerlifting was back then i don't know how it is now i just know like, everybody does like, weird dances and stuff before they do deadlifts so uh, uh, <laughs> have you seen any power have, do you watch any powerlifters i don't do that much but i've seen a lot of videos on tiktok where people are like, doing some crazy stuff before they deadlift their squat and, like, doing backflip so, backflip over the bar and then deadlift so what do you just lift like, what are you doing <laughs> flip the bar <laughs> like the, the powerlifting competitions would be so much faster if everybody didn't have to do 
a, a haka before they did a lift. <laughs> you know what a haka is? Yeah, I know what you're talking about. And like, Brandon, if you're Samoan, please do it because 100% that's part of your heritage. Mm-hmm. 100% I'm about it. But like, if you're just some little Joe Schmo from Smithtown, Wisconsin, stop. <laughs> just, just walk up to the bar and just lift. <laughs> you're making you're making this this event. And if you've ever been to a bodybuilding show or any non-crossfit events, they look fun as hell. Like, mm-hmm. even if you're not doing it, like you're engaged. Mm-hmm. Dude, at a, so the, the meets that I would compete in, they were about 10 hours a day. Mm-hmm. And you sit there and you watch one little meathead walk up to a bar, scream, squat, make it or miss it. Three people in the crowd scream, and if he misses a lift, it's oh, it's it's just so boring and uneventful. Uh huh. That I guess people are trying to make it interesting by doing weird things before they do what they're supposed to do. Mm-hmm. And and back to sponsorships and stuff. If I if I was sponsoring an athlete. And they took 45 minutes to set up to do one of the most compound movements the human body can do. I'm taking your sponsorship. I'm pulling it. I'm sorry. It's a compound movement. You're not doing, you're, you're, it's not like you're running a zigzag pattern on a football field. It's a, it's up and down. <laughs> there we go. Set, set up, brace yourself and lift. There we go. Connor's bike shop sponsorship. Five seconds to lift. You got five seconds virtual. Oh man! Imagine if the bike shop sponsored people to work out. There we go. <laughs> Dude, my boss won't even sponsor somebody that is competitively in the biking world. I gotta give him free inner tubes. No way. <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, it's just with me, the whole fitness world is bittersweet. Mm-hmm. There's people who are so they come. I. I I didn't mention their name because I'm, I'm very genuine to them, but the company that did sponsor me, I still think I'm a sponsored athlete whenever I decide to get back into it. If I do, mm-hmm. they're called underground nutrition mm-hmm. on Instagram. There's their underground nutrition. You can online order from them. If need be very cool dudes. They both come from a very, they both had a background where they were very troubled at a young age. Mm-hmm. And they found fitness. They were both powerlifters. They weren't too good because when I met them, I I was sixteen and I was out lifting them, and they hated it. <laughs> and I, I will never, I will never let them live that down. And they were just genuine dudes when they when they when they kind of came to reality and decided that they wanted to stop getting in trouble and live life the right way. They opened up the uh, the shop, and now they have three or four shops around New Jersey. Oh wow! And they got a huge following, man. And those dudes definitely deserve it. They definitely put the work in, not in the fitness world, but they put the work in as human beings to just be better. Mm-hmm. I don't think, I don't think humans should stop at that. That should be a continuous thing. Mm-hmm. You can be great at something, but. You have to be great as a human to actually really reach greatness in anything else. Right. And if you can't do that, then you're going to suck. Yeah. You're going to suck at whatever you do. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Habits, that's so huge. You know, who you are and the habits you 
you have translates to anything, right? NBA players, right? They know, or if you're a really diligent, you know, practicer and you sit there and you're grinding just to get to the NBA, you know what it's to endure or how to push yourself, how to be consistent, how to be diligent. And you can apply that to so many other things. Let's say you want to study for a test. Let's say you want to, I don't know, file your taxes or something, you know, that requires a little bit of planning, just being diligent and, you know, being able to have those skills just translates so well. Yeah. Now a question to you, you know, from a fitness, from a fitness standpoint, how do you view fitness as a whole? Fitness as a whole. So from a young guy's perspective, you know, how, how old are you? I am 20. I'm wow, still in college. Oh, nice. Yeah. So I am in, I'm a college student, junior in college. So from my perspective, I think everybody at that high school, college level just wants to get big. Everyone wants to get abs. Everyone wants to get whatever big arms. They want to look good. And the information that's out there and the type of people and, you know, the type of community that, that creates is for consistency. Number one, number two, an unrealistic expectation because a lot of the people that they see are these huge bodybuilders and huge people and they'll go on these crazy bulks and crazy cuts and man, you're not even lifting five times a week. Why are you eating less many calories? Don't just stop, you know, stuff yourself and starve yourself. Right. And I'd say probably the biggest thing is people aren't willing to go out and keep learning. As soon as they figure it out and they think they figured it out, that's it. They're going to follow it and they're going to keep going at it. And really just not, not willing to put in the work. You know, if it's just not going to work, if you're not willing to put it in there, right? To add to that, there was a back to that guy, Brandon Lilly, that I brought up. Mm -hmm. I, that guy, if I could model a human, it would be essentially kind of like him. Never, never faltering to your own mind let other people's mind enlighten you mm -hmm. and he brought up this one point where he did a he did one podcast and he would just spit off at the mouth as if he knew everything mm -hmm. and after the podcast he spoke to the guy and he was and he was angry about it until obviously he got older mm -hmm. that when he finished the podcast the guy was yeah i just wanted to let you let you go and just let you run off at the mouth and see how much you actually know. Mm -hmm. And then Brandon was like, well, what do you mean? Like, I do know. And he's like, well, you're not really right about everything. No. And then the guy told him sometimes the, the best way to learn and the best way to talk is to not talk at all. Yeah. Cause a lot of the times when you end up rambling, it's just you trying to, formulate things in your mind that you don't know about that you're trying to make people feel oh yeah this guy knows what he's talking about mm -hmm. the guy just straight up not he, he didn't do it on air to embarrass him but off air he kind of just put him in his place and was like look man you don't know everything you, you need to you need to listen mm -hmm. and then after that he stopped really and i i saw it in him as a human because i followed him for a long time Pretty much after that interview, his podcast, he would ask a lot more questions than he would actually receive. Yeah. So he asked a lot more. So he'd learn more, even though people were doing a podcast on him. 
mm-hmm. you would turn it into a podcast on them. Yeah. And it was crazy. Mm-hmm. If you watch the evolution of his podcasts, it's, it's, it's the ones that he's on and he's featured on. Are, it's awesome. Mm-hmm. Definitely. It's definitely a powerful human, even though mm-hmm. he doesn't, nobody, I don't want to say nobody knows him, but he kind of fell off and is very low key now. Yeah, definitely. I think you hit the nail on the head right there. There's this guy really listening to his name's Gary Vaynerchuk. Don't know if you've heard of him before. He says that two very important things that you just said, right? He says a lot of people that, you know, think I talk about a lot and I know this much, but really he's just talking a lot about the stuff he knows and only the stuff he knows. And he's very confident in that he's not going to go out and give you advice about the, how to build a circuit board or something like that. He's a pure business guy, marketing guy, and he knows his stuff there and he's going to stick to that. And another thing, you know, that I think we both share and I wish the fitness industry would push more is enjoying what you do. Not all fitness has to look you know, the same for everybody else. You know, for you staying in shape is biking. For me, it's somewhat a little bit of CrossFit, sometimes a little bit of functional bodybuilding, right? Sometimes it's just running or biking, right? Playing sports. Everyone is going to be a little bit different in the way they enjoy stuff. And as long as it's healthy and as long as, you know, it's keeping you in better shape, then people should enjoy that. You know, it's not that we always have to push commercial gyms and push a certain type that people really don't enjoy doing, but they just think they're going to get results out of it. Yeah, or just or just like a, a meal ticket through life. Mm-hmm. Oh, if I squat nine hundred pounds, this guy's gonna give me five thousand dollars. Right. A lot of those big competitions, the most I've ever seen anybody win was like ten grand. Mm-hmm. And a lot of these guys are spending just in let's just say the people who are running gear, just in gear, gym memberships, supplements, food. You're spending fifteen thousand just to win ten grand. It's like, what are you? And and I don't know if people know this, but powerlifting is probably the worst form of lifting for your body. Granted, it's a compound movement, but the damage that you are literally putting on all of your ligaments is the worst you could do to yourself for a long term period of time. And you did that for ten grand. What <laughs> you spent about 10 to 15 grand to make it back, mm-hmm. and a lot of the people see it like that they're like, Oh, I could win money doing this. It's like, yeah, but you just broke even. <laughs> What'd you win? T shirt, a chintzy trophy, and you broke even. Yeah, and you have to live with all of those long term problems, exactly. Exactly. I keep bringing them up, Brandon Lilly. Mm-hmm. 16 knee surgeries deep off one of one squat mm-hmm. changed his life mm-hmm. and the sad part was is afterwards he couldn't stop he kept trying to come back and lift and squat and compete until it, he finally realized this is going to kill me yeah i just need to i just need to swallow my pride and continue on another guy swede burns swede he broke his spine squatting yeah. And now the guy, if you looked at him, you'd be like, man, are you a mason for a hundred years? <laughs> he's beat, he's beat the hell up. Mm-hmm. And I kind of want to give like, a message out to the like, fathers and stuff like that. Or, like, young guys who like, really want to be in their kids' lives. Like, yeah, squatting 700 pounds is cool, but don't you want to be able to like, run around in the yard with your kid? 
Mm-hmm. Or do you want to sit in a chair and throw a ball and watch him bring it back with your dog? <laughs> Granted, there are people who, there are freaks in nature who could do that, squat 800 pounds, and still run a five-second 40. Mm-hmm. There are freaks out there who could do it. Don't get, don't get me wrong. There is the, the genetic freaks, but not everybody is a genetic freak, and people need to know that. Sometimes people just need to realize that it's not my day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not my day. Definitely. Yeah. Dirk so Dirk Nowitzki, he, he had a quote that I saw recently, which was Dirk played a lot of years in the NBA. And he was, as much as I love playing those last couple years, the amount of turmoil that had on me, I, you know, I kind of wish I, you know, cut it out a little bit earlier and got the chance to play with my kids because now, you know, it's hard for him to bend down and play with his kids because he had to juice out those last couple of years. And it's a, it's a tough call for these guys for sure. And it does nothing but put a staple in their legacy, I guess. Yeah. Oh, I did this. All right, cool. You did that. But now what? What did you get out of it? Mm-hmm. You get Definitely. an extra 10 mil? <laughs> Is $10 million really worth not being able to pay, pay, play with your kids? Because anybody's capable of getting a nine to five. Yeah. Whether you want to do that or not playing an extra two years of basketball is worth possibly injuring yourself and not being able to play with your kids. And that's what, what values you and you do it, man. But at, at this point, I'd rather work a nine to five, be able to play with my kid and take care of my kid. than go try to squat 800 pounds and blow my knees out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. kind of where I was at. And I picked up, it's a bigger, I mean, granted, I'll, I'm going to say mountain biking is great, but at the same time, I just snapped my collarbone recently. So you can still break yourself off. But if you just regularly mountain bike and you don't send yourself and do dumb stuff, mm-hmm. the chances of you getting hurt are little. I mean, granted, you could get hit by a car walking on the street. <laughs> so, I mean, you could get hurt doing anything, but it's just, it was, it's a way to escape and, the conditioning you get from doing it is great. If you keep going and just going and going and keep finding hills to get up, when we rode that one time, mm-hmm. any <laughs> how many hills did I pop off my? Man, you went crazy that day. That was great. <laughs> I was I was yelling at you. I was like, "Come on, jump it!" <laughs> I know, man. I was. Oh, gosh. Man, that was crazy. I'm definitely. I'm waiting for the next time I do that again. I really want to do that. I'm just thinking about. It. I'm so excited. <laughs> I still have that borrow. Oh, really? Yeah, you should tell, actually, tell everyone about the bike that you made me, man. That was so sick. It's cool. So, at the shop, people leave their bikes here for five years. Mm-hmm. So in the bike industry, if you leave your bike here for more than a year, it kind of becomes a shop's property at that point. Like no matter how much the bike is worth, if it doesn't mean enough to you to come pick it up after it's been fixed, then after a year, it is what it is. Yeah. So the, the bike that you borrowed is like an old, the company's a giant and it's an old Rencon. Mm-hmm. It's got really good geometry for being an entry level bike. And it was left here for a couple of years. So I just took it out of the back. I kind of did a bunch of maintenance on it, brought it back to life. And I slapped some really light carbon fiber bars on it. And I met Yash down at this place 
called there in New Jersey. And I told him, here, here's a bike for you to pedal around. Have a blast. First time he's ever been mountain biking, too. And I'm screaming at him to hit this massive jump. I can't believe your uncle hit that on a Walmart bike. That's what I was about to mention. This is the most yeah, memorable was, line of that day. The your uncle did that jump. Even, <laughs> the thing could barely even shift gears. That was terrible. Did you guys end up switching bikes? No. And it was actually, what was funny is that was actually his, his neighbor's bike. He took that oh back home God. and it was so messed up. He just washed it off and just like everything was messed up. The chain wasn't even on. There was like, multiple <laughs> chains off. He, he, every time I see him, he's like, yeah, I'm going to stop by the shop and see you. <laughs> and he never comes. I'm, every time he rides with us, though, man, he has the best time of his life, it looks like. Yeah, he has a blast, man. He loves it. And man, he, he gave that bike back to his neighbor. And actually, my sister wrote, like, after the trip, he had my sister test it out to see if it even worked. And he's like, here, why don't you ride it around the neighborhood and tell me if it works? And she rode it for about two minutes. And then the whole thing broke down. And she walked it. That bike is wrecked. He's definitely going to have to buy another bike off you or something. Next time you talk to him, tell him it's not even worth fixing. Okay. <laughs> His neighbor honestly probably paid 85 bucks for that bike. Really? <laughs> swear to God. Granted, a lot. Here I go. It's not really about the bike. It's about the person riding it. Mm -hmm. To an extent. Yeah. <laughs> there are some bikes that are just, that bike off the shelf probably has a sticker on it that says not intended for off-road use. Probably does. But it's a mountain bike. So it's, <laughs> all right. They're forewarning you. This thing may fall apart. Yeah. Yeah, he told me that whole trip he was on the same gear, so he couldn't shift. Yeah, when I, when I tried messing with I think he bent his handlebars at some point. So I fixed them real quick, and I, I just wanted to double-check it to make sure it was – because he was having problems shifting. Yeah. So I was like, all right, let me see this thing real quick. And I go to shift the gear, and I'm like, this ain't, this ain't working. This is broken. <laughs> this is broke. This is completely broke, huh? I know we're running a little bit short on time here now. And I just wanted to end it off with this, a little bit of perspective from you. What would you say, or what would you tell someone that you think are going down this path? What would you tell to them to give them some perspective on how to improve their lives and you know where they really shouldn't be ending up? Well, if you're spiraling down, you've had to have gone up at some point. So you've had to have reached a peak before you spiral yeah as a human being there's always a way to reach that peak again maybe not the same way you did it the first time but there's a million things in this world that you can do to reach a peak to be the person you were supposed to be or be a happy person or at peace for that time there are lows that will get you and make you feel they're is no way out. Mm -hmm. But once again, the only way that you can genuinely be at the top and be at the peak of yourself is if you climb. Yeah. Yeah. You don't wake up great. You have to do things. You have to overcome stuff to be great. Mm -hmm. And in life, you will get kicked down. You just got to be able to climb up. That's really it. So no matter what goes on in your life, whether you lose your job, get laid off, there's always another job out there. You could always get another job. 
You just got to have that perseverance to be able to build and never entirely crumble. As an example, myself, I had a really good job. I went to work. I put on a uniform, went to work every day, served the community, and then I went to jail the next day. I work. I'm happy. I have a beautiful kid, a beautiful wife, and I don't regret a single thing in my life. Mm -hmm. It's all about how you build back up. And that be all. Thank you, man. I love that. And I appreciate that. That was awesome. No problem. And man, thank you so much for hopping on today, man. We got so much out of today's conversation, man. It started with powerlifting. We got to prisons from P to P. We really went all the way around and I love it. So much insightful things. And I know everyone's going to love this episode. So I'm so excited for this to come out. Me too, man. One little, a little random kid from New Jersey. So. And I'm not even famous, which is cool. Not yet, at least. I don't want to be famous. <laughs> I don't want, I want to be able to help people. I don't want to be famous. Okay. Well, All right, bro. I'll talk to you in a little bit. Definitely. I'll talk to you soon. And thank you so much for hopping on today, man. And thank, thank you everyone for, for listening. Thank you for having me, guys. If you like metal music, follow Variants NYC on Instagram. Definitely. Yeah, dude, let's put all your socials out there. Tell me. Band name. Bike shop. Uh, your social. How are people going to find you? All right. So Instagram, the band's Instagram is at Variants NYC. Mm -hmm. My social is Neon Eyed with an underscore. And the bike shop is PBBMX. And yeah, we're on Spotify music-wise. The bike shop doesn't make music, so we're not on Spotify. <laughs> but yeah, that's where you can check us out. My voice is very high-pitched. And then if you hear my vocals, you're like, wow, that comes out of you. Weird. <laughs> yeah, check it out. Support. It'll be cool. Awesome. Got some big concerts coming up, so... There we go. Let's send some love, love to Connor, guys. Let's all, let's all send it. All right. Well, thank you so much for hopping on, man. I appreciate it. Thanks, Yash. Can't wait to ride again, man. Awesome. Me too, man. Take care. Bye, bro.